This is the broadcast voice of Marshall University. WMUL-FM, Huntington, West Virginia. And now, News Center 88 at 5, the area source for the most complete news coverage from across the campus of Marshall University and the Huntington Tri-State area. And now, the News Center 88 team. Good evening, everyone. For this Friday, November 3rd, 2023, I'm Victoria Wilburn. And I'm Michaela Wheeler. Coming up this evening on News Center 88, Israel resists U.S. pressure to pause the war to allow more aid to Gaza and wants hostages back. All on your only daily source for Marshall Broadcast News. Emma Johnson will be in with the Metro Huntington weather forecast and Nate Courtney will be in with the FM 88 sports report. The current temperature outside is a partly cloudy 64 degrees. And now, on to our top story. The nation's employers slowed their hiring in October, adding a modest but still decent 150,000 jobs, a sign that the labor market may be cooling but remains resilient despite high interest rates that have made borrowing much costlier for companies and consumers. Last month's job growth, though down sharply from a robust 290. 7,000 gain in September was solid enough to suggest that many companies still want to hire and that the economy remains sturdy. And job growth would have been higher in October if not for the now settled United Auto Workers strike against Detroit's work automakers. The strikes likely shrank last month's job gain by at least 30,000 economists say. Residents of Lewiston, Maine, are still in mourning ahead of President Joe Biden's visit to the community where 18 people were killed in the deadliest mass shooting in state history. The bar where some of the killings happened remained closed today, with makeshift memorials by the roadside. The White House says Biden and First Lady Jill Biden have traveled to communities, quote, torn apart by gun violence, unquote, too many times. The Democratic president is expected to pay respects to the victims, meet with the first responders, and grieve with families and community members affected by the October 25th shooting. The Supreme Court has agreed to decide whether a ban on gun attachments that allow semi-automatic weapons to fire rapidly like machine guns violates federal law. The justices said today they'll hear arguments next year over a gun bump stocks regulation the Justice Department implemented after the 2017 Las Vegas mass shooting. Federal appeals courts have come to different decisions about whether the regulation defining a bump stock as a machine gun comports with federal law. The justices say they'll review the Biden administration's appeal of a ruling by the Fifth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals in New Orleans that invalidated the ban. U.S. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken urged Israel to allow more humanitarian aid into Gaza and do more to protect Palestinian civilians from its war with Hamas or else there will be, quote, no partners for peace, unquote. Israel warned that it was on high alert on its border with Lebanon as fears grew that the conflict that began with a Hamas rampage in Israel could widen. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu ruled out a temporary ceasefire in Gaza until some 240 hostages are released. Hezbollah leader Hassan Nasrallah gave his first public speech since the war started saying his group had, quote, entered the battle, unquote, though he stopped short of announcing full engagement in the war. 
The new president of the Boy Scouts of America plans to reverse the trend of declining membership and improve safety programs as the organization emerges from bankruptcy following a sexual abuse scandal. Today, Roger Crone, a retired businessman and Eagle Scout, was named as the new chief executive of the 113-year-old youth organization, replacing the retiring Roger Mosby as the top administrator. A federal judge in March upheld the $2.4 billion bankruptcy plan for the Irving, Texas-based organization, which allowed it to keep operating while compensating more than 80,000 men who filed claims saying they were sexually abused while in scouting. Coming up, officials identify two workers, one killed and one still missing after a Kentucky coal plant collapse. That and more news from across the tri-state when New Center 88 returns right after this. And now, the sound you've all been waiting for. The one, the only, WMUL. New Center 88 voted best spot news reporting by the Virginia's Associated Press. I'm Victoria Wilburn. And I'm Michaela Wheeler. Two West Virginia corrections officers have pleaded guilty to a federal charge stemming from the fatal beating of an inmate. Southern Regional Jail officers Andrew Fleshman and Stephen Weimer entered the pleas to a conspiracy charge yesterday. They face up to 10 years in prison. The officers were accused of conspiring to deny Quantes Burks' right to due process. Court records show Burks was assaulted twice after he tried to leave his housing unit. He died less than a day after he was booked into the jail on a wanton endangerment charge. The case has brought scrutiny to conditions and the number of deaths at the jail. A constitutional amendment to protect abortion rights in Ohio will be decided in what is expected to be a preview of abortion battles across the country in 2024. Abortion rights groups hope to continue a winning streak in statewide votes on the issue since the U.S. Supreme Court overturned a constitutional right to the procedure last year. Opponents have been working to persuade Ohio voters that the amendment goes too far. It is the only abortion question on any state's ballot this year. For both sides, Tuesday's contest is a serving as a vital testing ground for campaigns in the coming year. Voters in Ohio will decide next week whether to legalize recreational marijuana. Both supporters and opponents say much more hangs in the balance than simply decriminalizing the drug. Issue 2 would allow adults aged 21 and over to buy and possess up to 2.5 ounces of cannabis and 15 grams of extract. They could grow up to six plants per individual through a government program. Supporters of legalization say it's about returning revenue that Ohio has lost to states where marijuana is legal and taking power away from illegal drug markets. 
but opponents argue it endangers Ohioans and may lead to more work and traffic accidents. Officials have released the names of two workers trapped when a coal mine preparation plant collapsed earlier this week in eastern Kentucky. News outlets report that Martin County Judge Executive Lon Lafferty identified the men as Billy Ray Daniels and Alvin Knees. Officials have said that Daniels died in amid rescue efforts at the scene. Knees is believed to be trapped beneath the rubble. The men from neighboring Pike County were doing contracting work as part of the building's demolition. Lafferty said today that the search for needs is still a rescue operation. Crews have begun removing layers of rubble and debris at the Martin Mine Prep Plant, where an 11-story abandoned building crashed down Tuesday night. Kentucky Democratic Governor Andy Bashir seeks a second term in heavily Republican state on Tuesday in one of the most competitive and closely watched races on the ballot this year. The GOP nominee is Daniel Cameron, a Donald Trump endorsee who succeeded Bashir as state attorney general in 2019. If Cameron wins, Republicans would control the governorship as well as both chambers of the General Assembly. To win re-election, Bashir will have to follow the 2019 playbook he used to defeat Governor Matt Bevin, run up the score in Democratic strongholds, win over Republican-leaning areas, and minimize the damage in safe Republican areas. Coming up next, Senate confirms three military officers as Senator Tuberville holds up hundreds more. That and more news from around the nation when New Center 88 returns. Stay with us. Freedom of speech, freedom of speech means, means freedom of speech means freedom to say I don't like the cafeteria food. I'm pro-choice. I'm bipolar. I want change in my government. The freedom to say I'm Republican and I'm gay. As, as long, long as, as it's, it's not, not hurting, hurting anyone, anyone. Whatever I say. Whatever I say. I have the freedom. I have the freedom. I to have say the freedom to say it. This message is brought to you by the NAB Education Foundation, the Broadcast Education Association, Robert R. McCormick Foundation, and this station. Now, ladies and gentlemen, the WMUL request line singer. Oh man, we're out of range. I'll miss all of my favorite music. No worries. With WMUL's 24-7 live stream, the cutting edge of your radio dial becomes the cutting edge of your phone too. Just go to marshall.edu slash WMUL and your favorite music goes wherever you do. I'll pull it up now, just in time for more music. Call 696-6651 now. DJs are standing by. Welcome back to News Center 88, voted best radio news reporting by the Society of Professional Journalists Mark of Excellence Awards. I'm Victoria Wilburn. And I'm Michaela Wheeler. A businessman who orchestrated a $180 million check-kidding scheme and used the proceeds to live a lavish lifestyle and amass one of the world's most revered classic car collections has been sentenced to more than eight years in prison. Nahib Khan told a federal judge yesterday that he was, quote, blinded by greed, unquote, to carry out the scheme and buy more than 250 cars, as well as airplanes, boats, and a helicopter. Besides receiving a 97-month sentence, the 70-year-old Michigan man must pay $121 million in restitution to Cleveland-based Key Bank, $27 million to clients, and $9.8 million in back taxes. Authorities have said... 
Han carried out the fraud from 2011 to 2019 while growing his payroll processing business in Elkhart, Indiana. The Indiana Supreme Court has determined the state's attorney general engaged in attorney misconduct in statements he made about a doctor who provided an abortion to a 10-year-old rape victim. The case sparked national attention in the weeks after the U.S. Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade. In the filing, the court reprimands Attorney General Todd Rokita in connection with the remarks he made about Dr. Caitlin Bernard during a Fox News show in July 2022. The opinion specifically faulted Rokita for describing Bernard on the show as, quote, abortion activist acting as a doctor with a history of failing to report, end quote, instances of abuse. Authorities say a driver tried to crash through the exit gates of a South Carolina nuclear plant about an hour after security asked the same car to leave when it tried to enter. Investigators say a pop-up security barrier stopped the car and an Arkansas license plate at the Oconee nuclear station near Seneca around 8 p.m. yesterday. Oconee County deputies say the driver also tried to hit security before driving away through a fence and shots were fired. Duke Energy says no one was injured at the plant, which continued to operate safely. The Senate has confirmed three top military officers, including the first female member of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Yesterday's confirmation came as bipartisan frustration swirled around Republican Senator Tommy Tuberville for blocking hundreds more nominees. Republican senators plan to hold a closed-door meeting next week to discuss the Alabama senator's blockade of senior military nominees, which he has been waging over a Pentagon abortion policy. Republicans have tried unsuccessfully unsuccessfully for almost nine months to quietly persuade Tuberville to drop the holds on almost 400 nominees. Senior military officials have warned repeatedly that the situation threatens readiness and national security. President Joe Biden says that 74 more U.S. citizens have left the Gaza Strip. He announced the development as he dispatched his top diplomat to the Mideast for talks with Israeli and Jordanian officials as the nearly four-week-old Israel Hamas war rages on with no end in sight. Biden said those who evacuated were dual citizens. The White House has previously said some 500 to 600 U.S. citizens have been trapped in Gaza since the start of the October 7th Israel-Hamas war. The administration said earlier this week that a handful of Americans were among dozens of dual citizens who were able to get out of the strip where a humanitarian crisis is unfolding. Coming up next... Can Trump be on the ballot in 2024? It can hinge on the meaning of insurrection. Your daily political update when New Center 88 returns right after this. High school students from around the world come to spend a semester or year in area schools. Your family can learn about Germany, China, Finland, or another country by hosting a student. International Experience is a nonprofit that facilitates international exchange, and they invite you to share your home with a student who will become a part of your family. To learn more, contact International Experience at 888-266-2921. That's 888-266-2921, or visit ie-usa.com. 888-266-2921. You're listening to West Virginia's first public radio station. Public radio? What does that mean? No commercials. All I'm trying to say is maybe uh, no commercials is a good idea. 
up your rating. So crank up the commercial-free sound of WMUL FM 88.1, and we guarantee you won't hear one single commercial. Welcome back to News Center 88. I'm Victoria Wilburn. And I'm Michaela Wheeler. Eric Trump has testified that he was relying on accountants to ensure the accuracy of financial statements that authorities say fraudulently exaggerated his father's wealth and assets to deceive banks and insurers. Eric Trump took the witness stand for a second day today in the civil case brought by New York Attorney General Letitia James. Eric Trump was pressed about what steps he took to verify information before signing documents certifying the lender Deutsche Bank that his father's financial statements were correct. Eric Trump insisted he would never sign something that was inaccurate. Republican presidential candidate Nikki Haley is on the rise with party donors and voters, in part to strong debate performances and the 2024 campaign's increased focus on foreign policy. Her climb has come partly at the expense of rival Donald, excuse me, rival Ron DeSantis, the Florida governor. But donors and voters who seeking an alternative to Donald Trump haven't fully coalesced around Haley. At a recent closed-door meeting of roughly 60 millionaires and billionaires, influential financier Paul Singer praised Haley, but stopped short of endorsing her. Miami hedge fund billionaire Ken Griffin also hasn't committed to the former U.N. ambassador and South Carolina governor, despite calling her a, quote, rock star, end quote. But Haley is gaining interest heading into next week's GOP debate. The House has approved a nearly $14.5 billion military aid package for Israel, but without humanitarian assistance for Gaza. The partisan approach by new Speaker Mike Johnson poses a direct challenge to Democrats and President Joe Biden. Biden has said he'd veto the bill. The next steps are uncertain, since Democrats say the GOP bill will go nowhere in the Senate. Johnson's approach requires the emergency aid be offset with spending cuts at the IRS, taking money intended to be used to go after tax dodgers. Biden instead wants nearly $106 billion for Israel, Ukraine, Gaza, the U.S. border security and other needs. The House also approved a resolution condemning support on college campuses for Hamas. A series of lawsuits challenging former President Donald Trump's ability to run for his old job raised the question of what exactly is an insurrection. A rarely used section of the Constitution says no one who swore on oath to the document but then, quote, engaged in insurrection, end quote, against it can hold higher office. Liberal groups are citing that in an effort to keep Trump off the ballot in Colorado, Minnesota and other states. They argue that the January 6th attack against the Capitol was an insurrection. But there is a debate over how to define that word or even which definition to use. A majority of American adults think artificial intelligence tools will increase the spread of false and misleading information in the 2024 presidential election. That's one of the findings from a new poll from the Associated Press Nork Center for Public Affairs Research and the University of Chicago Harris School of Public Policy. It explores the public's opinions on the rapidly advancing technology. The poll finds that just 30% of adults have used AI chatbots or image generators, and fewer than half have heard or read at least some about AI tools. Yet, most adults say they think political candidates using AI for a variety of purposes is a bad idea. 
And coming up, Emma Johnson will have a complete look at your Metro Huntington weather forecast, and Nate Courtney will be in with the FM 88 Sports Report. Stay with us. Would you believe that someone could go in for cancer treatment and end up infected with hepatitis C? I'm Evelyn McKnight, and that's what happened to me, because a healthcare worker reused a syringe during my chemotherapy. This should never happen, but in fact, thousands of people have been exposed to serious infections because of unsafe injections. Don't let it happen to you. Learn what questions to ask your healthcare provider to protect your health or even save your life. To find out more, go to oneandonlycampaign.org. Do it today. The worldwide leader of Marshall University sports coverage. So Marshall in North Carolina, about 45 seconds away from tip-off here inside the Dean Dome. High atop the Liberty Bowl. Broadcasting from what we'll call affectionately the tool shed. As the kick is high and end over end, we're underway here at Lane Stadium. Welcome back to the Wallstein Center in downtown Cleveland, Ohio. Marshall women's basketball on the brain. WMUL-FM Huntington. Welcome back to News Center 88. I'm Emma Johnson, and now it's time for your Metro Huntington weather forecast. It's currently a partly cloudy 64 degrees, and temperatures will drop to the low 50s around 8 p.m. tonight, and will continue to drop into the 30s and 40s as the night continues, making it a perfect evening to bundle up and have a hot chocolate. As we head towards the weekend, we will see highs in the upper 60s with lows in the mid to low 40s. No rain is expected this weekend, so it's the perfect weekend to enjoy fall activities before the rain sets in next week. Today in weather history, on this day in 1991, the record for the coldest high dropped from 35 to 22 degrees, while the record for the coldest low plunged from 20 degrees to 10 degrees. This was the first week of a two-week period where the temperature averaged more than 20 degrees below normal, with extensive damage to shrubs and plants. The record cold followed the Halloween megastorm and Pueblo, Colorado dropped to 17 below zero, breaking the record by an amazing 28 degrees. Alamosa, Colorado recorded 26 degrees below zero, breaking the old record by 18 degrees, and snow flurries fell in Brownsville, Texas. Thank you, weather4u.com, for that information. And that does it for your Metro Huntington weather forecast. Currently outside the WMUL studios, it's a partly cloudy 64 degrees. For News Center 88, I'm Emma Johnson. Thanks, Emma. Now, Nate Courtney joins us with the FM 88 Sports Report. Thanks, Victoria. Now, on to Marshall Athletics. Thundering Herd football will be back in action on the road this weekend as it travels to Boone, North Carolina to take on the Appalachian State Mountaineers at Kid Brewer Stadium on Saturday. The Herd looks to bounce back this week after its 34-6 blowout loss to the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers last weekend while on the road. Both teams are 4-4 entering Saturday's contest, which means both teams only need two more wins to be considered bowl eligible. This will be the 26th all-time meeting between the two teams, with App State holding a 15-10 edge. Last year's contest in Huntington was won by the Herd, 28-21. The game will be broadcast on the NFL Network, and kickoff is set for 6 p.m. Marshall Volleyball is back in action on the road this weekend in Harrisonburg, Virginia, as it will take on the James Madison Dukes. 
This weekend is the first two matches of the Herd's four road matches to close out the regular season. The Herd enter the series at 12-14 and 14 on the season and 4-8 and eight in some play, while the James Madison Dukes enter the series at 17-6 and six on the season and 10-2 and two in some play. As a team, Marshall ranks 25th in the nation and 2nd in the Sun Belt in Team Dags with 1,527. Friday's match will start at 6 p.m. and Saturday's match will begin at 1 p.m. The Marshall men's soccer team regular season has come to an end with the herd finishing at the top of the Sun Belt Conference. FM 88 Sports' Kyle Spaulding has more. The fourth-ranked Marshall University men's soccer team finished its regular season as the Sun Belt Conference champions. The Herd finished the regular season with a record of 14-2 as well as a conference record of 7-2. After being the number one ranked team in the NCAA throughout most of the season, head coach Chris Grassy believes the depth of his squad played an important role in the Herd's success and will also aid them in making a run for the national championship. I think our depth, our squad, we've got lots and lots of good players. If we lose one, two, three guys, we have three guys who are ready at the same level to step in and perform. Their togetherness and their understanding of that has been terrific. The men's soccer team received the first seed in the Sunbelt Conference playoffs and will play host to Old Dominion in the first round. As the herd prepares for the playoffs, sophomore forward Matthew Bell and sophomore defender Theo Godard believe that for the team to be successful, it needs to listen to its coaching staff and focus on winning one game at a time. We just need to trust our coaches. They are the best coaches I've ever been around, the best in the country. That's been a problem with us. We haven't been doing what they told us. And I think if we trust them enough to carry out exactly what they're telling us, we'll beat any team. I think we just have to focus game by game, you know. We don't think too much too far. The Thundering Herd men's soccer team is set to face off against the Old Dominion University Monarchs on Sunday at 3 p.m. at Hoops Family Field. For FM88 Sports, I'm Kyle Spaulding. Thanks, Kyle. The Herd men's soccer team will be back in action this Sunday afternoon to play host to the Old Dominion University Monarchs in round one of the Sun Belt playoffs. The contest will be held at Hoops Family Field with a start time of 3 p.m. Now on to some news from around the sports world. Kenny Pickett threw a three-yard touchdown pass to Deontay Johnson with four minutes and two seconds remaining in the fourth quarter, and the Pittsburgh Steelers slipped past the Tennessee Titans 20-16 in last night's Thursday night football game. The Steelers, who are 5-3 on the season, bounced back from a dismal loss to the Jacksonville Jaguars by doing what they've done fairly regularly this season, hung around long enough to pull it out in the end. Four of Pittsburgh's five wins have come on games they've trailed entering the fourth quarter. Kenny Pickett threw for 190 yards and the winning score. Titans rookie quarterback Will Levis passed for 262 yards, but his heave to the end zone with six seconds remaining was picked off as Tennessee falls to 3-5. and five. The Steelers will be back in action at home in two weeks, taking on the Green Bay Packers at home in a 1 p.m. matchup on November 12th. Boone Jenner and Eric Goodbranson scored two minutes and 17 seconds apart from each other in the third period, and the Columbus Blue Jackets rallied from a one-goal deficit to beat the Tampa Bay Lightning 4-2. Columbus ended a four-game skid. Kirill Marchenko scored in the first period. Johnny Gaudreau added a goal, and Elvis Merzlikens stopped 27 shots for his first win since October 21st. Steven Stamkos and Connor Sherry scored in the second period for the Lightning, who have lost two straight and all four of their road games. Former Ohio State University goaltender Matt Tompkins returned to the Buckeye State and stopped 24 shots for Tampa Bay. Columbus will be back in action this Saturday on the road, where it will visit the Washington Capitals in Washington, D.C.
The puck will drop at 7 p.m. That'll do it for the FM88 Sports Report. For FM88 Sports, I'm Nate Courtney. Thanks, Nate. Coming up, Missy Elliott, Willie Nelson, Sheryl Crow, and Shaka Khan get ready for Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Stay with us to find out more right after this on New Center 88. Are you job hunting? With SelfCheck, you can check your employment eligibility records before your next employer does. So before you apply, check out USCIS.gov backslash SelfCheck. It's fast, it's easy, and it's free. SelfCheck gives you the confidence of knowing your government records are in order. Check out your employment eligibility today at USCIS.gov backslash SelfCheck. SelfCheck is a service of U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services and E-Verify. And finally today on New Center 88, fans of hip-hop, country, pop, funk, R&B, and rock all have reason to cheer the 2023 class entering the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Missy Elliott, Kate Bush, Willie Nelson, Sheryl Crow, Shaka Khan, Soul Train creator Don Cornelius, and the late George Michael will be inducted into the hall tonight. The ceremony is also streaming live for the first time on Disney+. Plus. Also entering the hall are the spinners, Rage Against the Machine, DJ Cool, Link Ray, Al Cooper, and Elton John's longtime co-songwriter Bernie Tupin, 29 years after his writing partner. And that does it for this edition of News Center 88. Tune in Monday at 5 for the most complete news from Marshall University and the Tri-State area. And remember to check us out on the World Wide Web at marshall.edu slash WMUL. For Michaela Wheeler, Emma Johnson, Nate Courtney, Kyle Spaulding, David Atkins, and for the entire New Center 88 team, I'm Victoria Wilburn. And your thought of the day is, it takes an endless amount of history to make even a little tradition. Henry James.